0: Episode 67 of A Hoops Journey with Olga Rikek is brought to you by Lad Clothing and Parkside Brewery.
1: gentlemen welcome back to hoops journey for episode 67 Um, with an absolute legend we will not talk about how long it's taken us to officially connect here but (laughs) i can say that once the face popped up it brought back uh, lots of great memories and times person who has dedicated their life to the game in our country coached many teams and many different seasons and we are super thrilled to have her with us um recommended from coach Kinchelski. so thanks for the reconnection we have none other than the legend herself miss olga rekek how are you it's great to see you
0: i'm good i'm good after going through all these hoops and jumps and whatnot it's easier to coach a team
1: <laughs> you're not wrong we've we could do our own podcast on trying to connect people on this show. So don't feel too bad, but we're very thankful that you were able to, uh, to be with us because your story is great and we're enjoying, you know, people's journeys through the game of basketball. And, and how are you? How's life treating you these days?
0: Life is awesome. I, uh, I, I'm retired. I miss the game a bit. Uh, but uh, right now I would not go back into coaching. It's too with technology and uh, youth the way they are now. Uh, I would find it difficult handling all the situations. I uh, well, two of my former players are now coaching at UCam. Uh, one of them is with the women's team, and the other one is with the men's team. And I'm in constant communication with them. And it's like, oh dear, okay, I can give you this advice, or I can tell you how to try to do this. But um, it would be difficult. I have I have been able to talk to a few of the players. And uh, we've maintained a bit of a relationship there. But, you know, I try to stay out of it because it's really Mario's and Ronaldo's uh, teams in that sense. And uh, they have their own philosophy and their own way of working.
1: I remember big Mario and going going uh, to battle with him. It's cool to see him being so involved with the game and nice that he has a resource in yourself. Um, are you suggesting that maybe... Uh, you know, pushups in the hallway of the hotel at Nationals wouldn't be uh, appropriate. That's one of the things (laughs) I always, I remember coming off the hotel elevator and turning the corner and there's the boys all, I'm like, well, (laughs) someone screwed up a little bit here.
0: (laughs) Hey, it worked then. Will it work now? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'd have to ask Mary to try it.
1: (laughs) He could be the lab rat. Yeah. And that's why I'm looking so forward to hearing your thoughts on the game these days and and kind of your process and journey through basketball. So let's, you know, we're not taking it too far back, but talk to us about who you were as a young person, you know, your life growing up just briefly and uh, how sort of sport and basketball started to come into your life.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, my parents uh, were not uh, from good old Europe, you know, hard workers, And uh, sport was not even a a, a, a word in the uh, vocabulary. (laughs) My two sisters, younger brother, not involved in sports at all. Uh, It was only when I got into high school that my gym teacher, who was from Hungary, uh, brought the game of basketball to our high school uh, activities, phys ed classes. And uh, we played six on six. I bet you never heard about that, eh?
1: <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> it was a good old girls game, rules, where the forwards were not allowed to uh, uh, get play defense and the guards were not allowed to shoot. Anyways, <laughs> going back a long time. But she did introduce <laughs> us to the international game, and I just fell in love with it. We played, would you believe we played our first game on an outdoor uh, court in the schoolyard and there was no such thing as really organized girls basketball at that time. That's how far back I go. But eventually she um, got us involved in some exhibition games and um, with the international rules. And it was only when I got to uh, college. As a matter of fact, I didn't even go to university right off the bat. We have college here, or CJEP as it was better known. And um, there was an American coach who was coaching the team there. and. Uh, they got to manage to get together a whole bunch of girls and uh, we won the city championship, which you believe for one year, but I was missing something in my life. um, And it was my phys ed teacher again, who was coaching at the university of Montreal, which is not the university of Quebec in Montreal. And um, she says, well, why don't you come to uh, university of Montreal? And it was, of course, French speaking at the time. I did not speak French. Um, But, I felt that my future was, uh, my parents wanted me to become a doctor, so forget that. Um, (laughs) When I was in college, I was doing a Bachelor of Science uh, with an option for Honours Chemistry. So when I went to the University of Montreal, I was able to enroll in the Bachelor of Science program with an option for phys ed. That's what led me to become a phys ed teacher, and I fell in love with being a phys ed teacher. I was very fortunate after my four years at which where we, where we played my our tallest player was 5'10 and our shortest point guard was 4'11 <laughs> uh, we played international game. we played inter uh, provincial games and of course we never won uh, we were known for our uh, our songs and our uh, our acts that we put on at the Christmas dinners and stuff like that but uh, when I got into phys ed Automatically, you taught the, th- the sports, basketball, volleyball, gymnastics, uh, etc. And um, when I was at Holy Names, which was my second school, we had a junior girls team and a senior women, a senior girls team. And uh, we did all right. There was a league uh, in the Montreal area. We didn't win any championships or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, I'm still in touch with some of the girls that were on that team, would you believe uh, we're talking back in the uh, 70s.
1: Um, I would believe it. I would.
0: Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's the best part. But what happened is I lost my voice because uh, I yelled too much. I think mm-hmm. you were familiar with that, Aaron. <laughs> uh, and uh, I had to get my vocal cords started. Anyways, I became a phys ed consultant. And so I got to spread the good news of basketball plus other sports in our elementary and high schools. I managed to, I had to leave holy names, but I managed to still coach the women's team there uh, in connection with the phys ed teacher that was there. And uh, the school went co-ed. And this is where the guy who was coaching the junior team from the junior high school that was feeding our school came to me. And he was uh, 18 years old, student at Dawson, played basketball there, but just didn't have the time to coach these guys. And so uh, Eddie Pomacella, uh, a very, very famous name in Quebec, uh, who has established his own uh, legend, he taught me how to coach guys. Uh, we, we practiced in the park because the sister, the sister who was the principal of our school said, you can only practice once a week. OK, and uh, that's more than enough. <laughs> and That was not enough. So uh, we practiced in the park and then there was a chaplain in our school. A father Jerry, who is really a sports enthusiast, and uh, he says, "Well, why don't you come practice in the church hall?" So uh, we went into the church hall. We painted lines. We brought in uh, mini baskets, and uh, we practiced three times a week as opposed to just once a week. And that team went fifty-four and seven for a one-year team. It was just unbelievable. And that's where my career started with uh, boys coaching boys. We yeah. were so successful that um geez you're you're making me making me think you know these gray hairs uh (laughs) take a little bit of work um so I mean I you know so here's my phys ed teacher Eddie Palmacalla and now Champlain CJEP uh was looking for both a men's and a women's coach so I applied and um I said uh I prefer to coach the men because I had been so successful with our high school boys but If I, you know, if I had to, I had to coach the women. The athletic director at the time was very impressed with me. And he says, yeah, he says, one of the former players from another competing high school spoke very favorably of you. And so uh, they took a chance on me. And uh, in my second year, I met a a player by the name of Dave Zanatta. Uh, I don't know if you remember Dave Zanata. Unfortunately, he has passed away. And uh, he just made our team. We won our first provincial championship. At uh, in 81. And we went to nationals that year and got killed by Langara. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was an eye opener. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that because we met them only in the final. And um, I think we only lost to them by six. But in uh, it was when I was with Dawson that they killed us. So that's where it really took off. As a result of all that, and as a result of my guys at high school and my success with Champlain, at the time, I was at Champlain eight years. And at the time, Jack Donahue, the late Jack Donahue, uh, was looking for an apprentice coach at the uh, national team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured, I'm going to apply. He's not going to lose anything. He'll just say no. Uh, to my surprise, uh, he, he wanted to bring me on. Mm-hmm. And um, so I sort of had to leave Champlain because with my job and with uh, the travel, because they were uh, in Ottawa at the time. I every weekend I went up to Ottawa when they had their practices. Uh, I slept on a few uh, park benches, and um, Jack was unbelievable. He said, "Coach, uh, you're not just going to sit on the sidelines. I want you." I had developed a, a philosophy of defense. And that was due to uh, another legend, Richie Spears, who was coaching Dawson at the time. He was coaching the Dawson women's team. And one of my girls made the women's team. And I would go to practices and just watch them because I wanted to learn. And uh, he, threw a whist- he threw a whistle at me. He says, time time this drill. And I became his assistant. And his philosophy was this pressure defense all over the court, man-to-man, et cetera, et cetera. So I got to pick up on his philosophy, and it was a philosophy I brought to Jack. He thoroughly enjoyed it. Jack was a, a motivator, and um, he had um, Pete Ryan, uh, Doc Ryan, who uh, did the offense, and he says, you're doing the drills with them. And here I am, uh, you know, a 30 year <laughs> young, 30-year young uh, coach, Uh, Running the drills with guys like Jay Triano and Steve Nash and just like, whoa, this is unbelievable. But after two years of being with them, what happened is I was an apprentice for one year. And then one year, uh, the assistant coach, uh, George Morrison from PEI, was afraid of flying and the team went to uh, Taiwan. And so a coach said, well, you'll become my assistant. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I got a lot of looks from the referees. Uh, They didn't want to have anything to do with me because I was a woman, first of all. Uh, So I got exposed to the international game there. And at the time, I was also on the board of directors of Canada Basketball. Uh, I was vice president of athlete development. And um, the board of directors got to travel as head of delegation. My French is coming in. Um, <laughs> sorry, Carmen, you're going to have to listen to this. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I, I got to travel with the team, and I got to go to so many international games that I've, I just got exposed to the international game as a result, of, here was my link to Jack Donahue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jack Donahue opened a lot of doors for me. Richie Spears opened a lot of doors for me, and Eddie Pomacala opened a lot of doors for me. And of course, the, the initial door was opened by my uh, former phys ed teacher, uh, uh, Mrs. Aronisky. So, uh, So, when I got back after the two year stint, sort of, and this is mostly summertime my boss was really good at letting me have leave of absences. I had to make a decision and say, well, you know, and it just happened again, talk about opportunity uh, that Dawson was looking for a men and a women's coach. So I applied for the men's team and uh, it was a woman who interviewed me and said, you're hired. I thought, okay, you know, I had to do a lot of proving along the way, uh, you know, this little uh, five-foot-four pepper pot, as they called me. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's a <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. For anyone that knows you or has experienced you, yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we played at a lot of tournaments in the States. And, I mean, it was really interesting because the... Excuse me. The male coaches would say... they go up to my assistant coach yeah. and they'd say... To get you know to tell them the rules or whatever, and the assistant coach very politely said, I had two great guys. Uh, I mm-hmm. always said, I'm sorry, but this is the coach, and they we don't want to have anything to do with her, just sit down. It's <laughs> said, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I mean, I could write a book just on the number of times
1: that happened, yeah,
0: and that happened, you know, with mm-hmm. the opposing coaches not wanting to shake hands, Oppo- listening to opposing coaches. We had uh, locker room side by side. And how the hell can we, and that was nice language, uh, really? lose to a women coach, you know, oh, man, um, <laughs> and stuff like that.
1: That's what I wanted to ask you and just touch on a little bit is, you know, the way that you speak about it, it it just seems like it was something just natural from the start. But what was it? Was it your upbringing? Was it your stubbornness and not not worrying about what others thought of you at that young age where you were able? Is it, it's, is it just because, hey, this is just sport and it doesn't matter who's coaching it? Because I'm thinking about where we're at in 2021. And you kind of like, you know, you're one of the first head coaches in North America. And now we're still at a place where we have to have an Instagram post about, you know, someone sitting on the Spurs bench, which is like, it's, it just didn't even be that way. So for you as a person, how did you have that um, confidence inside yourself to know that you were able to, or did you even think of it like that?
0: I, it was most, I, I, I never, I never thought of it. I always thought, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm a mm-hmm. good teacher and I was a good teacher. I loved the game. And here I had the opportunity to teach the game. And a lot of the players were asked that question. And, and it's interesting because from the days I was at Champlain, uh, we're talking the early 80s, the guys would say, we don't see her as a female. We see her as a coach. She's a coach who is a coach who teaches us the game. For me to get that Answer back from my players, and at every level, at every level, it was never a question of uh, they would stick up for me as opposed to saying, "Yeah, yeah, she's just a broad, you know, or something like that." Right. Uh, so I never, I just tried always, and this is my parents' upbringing to work hard and to do your best, and uh, if you're trying to do your, and it's a, it's a code that um, or a quote that uh, has stayed with me forever. It was John Wooden at the time who had won something like 10 national championships. And uh, he said, success is peace of mind in knowing that you did your best to do the best that you're capable of becoming. And that's so important for anybody to have the vision to say, hey, I have an opportunity. I'm going to make the most of it. And if it's not good enough, well, we got to move on and open another chapter.
1: Well said um first of all I don't know if you're aware but I've, I've been a PE teacher for 17 years now after finishing in Brandon yeah and coaching high school so I feel the love on the PE thing there um, I really enjoy my job as well so you know from my observations when we had the opportunity to play against Dawson it wasn't just okay play the game you know we would see each other in the hotels interacting at the banquets and it was absolutely clear that the guys loved you there was it didn't matter gender it was you know you, you were always willing to have a laugh when you needed to with them and they they knew the, they knew their boundaries and it just becomes a culture thing it's it's how you go about it and you know just by your personality and how you can speak I can only imagine what it was like to play for you because you know it doesn't matter the gender at least what I find with coaching it's are you able to connect with your athletes on, and not just as an x and o's and you can tell how you speak that you probably looked at them as like you know, these are my guys, right? This is my team. And I need to know who they are as people. So people like, you know, the, the prospers and the Marios of the world can come back to you and use you as a resource. Right. And I think it says yeah. a lot about who you are. And, and I think um, this is why it's fun to have this story out because you're breaking ground before anyone even knew about it. And it's super cool.
0: It's, it, thank you for the kind words. Not everybody
1: loved me. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> Ask, but, let, uh, on a scale of one to care, where are we on that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, it was something that was taught to me uh, way back again in high school. This pa- this pastor who was a chaplain out of our school, what he did is he got the guys involved in Christmas baskets. He got them involved in helping seniors. He got them involved in uh, bringing food to d- different people. And that continued on through the years. Even with my UCAM players, it was um, we were involved with one another in that sense. We were involved in community happenings. We were involved with uh, the locals. Our our basketball camps were were not just teaching. It was we we had fun with the kids, and and that's that was a big thing. It's like, you know, they talk about in uh, the NCP. N-C-C-P, because in Francaise, PNCA. PNC. Um, (laughs) It's um, the first uh, competency is fundamentals. And the word fun is italicized. And uh, it's not just having a big party, but it's like, let's really enjoy what we're doing. And I have to know where you're at. And so, yes, I had to know where players were at. I had to have this sense of what can you do? What are you able to do? Let's build on your strengths. Ah, We can work on your weaknesses, but if I promote your strengths, we're going to be okay down the line. And that's what we worked on. I've always worked on is uh, trying to get the best out of each player. And uh, they knew, I feel that they knew that that's what we were getting. Well, well, they have come back and have said so. I mean, Prosper is a good example. You know, he just worked his way up the ladder and if you saw him in Dawson, he was like yeah. <laughs> size two, you know.
1: Yeah, where's the photo? I got the photo somewhere. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's uh,
0: might be my uh, cleaning guy outside. City no, I just I
1: have a, my senior year, I got a good picture of Prosper and I playing, but it's not in it's not in this room. Oh so, yeah. But yeah,
0: yeah, no, I'm still in touch with him, you know, ever since he even moved to Philadelphia. He says, mm-hmm. what a difference from Orlando uh, to, to Philadelphia. But, uh, you know, I'm still in touch with Joel Anthony. Do you believe yeah. that I cut Joel Anthony when he came up to my team at Dawson the first semester? <laughs> Everybody looked at me and said, you're not serious. And then uh, we brought him back, but then he, he got recruited. So uh, that was at least uh, saved me in that sense. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, no, uh, I know. I got some great stories. <laughs> I know you do.
1: Can't wait to hear more. A question for you. So we've had a few people. We've had Jay on the show. Um, Steve. Yeah, controls. Jay. I love yeah. Jay. Yeah. I mean, great human being, right? Um, And just anyone that has mentioned Jack Donahue on this show has had, and obviously if someone had negative to say, they probably keep to themselves, but the way they speak about the man and for you to have such a mentor at such a young age, what I'm thinking of is me at 43. Um, what ha- where are what happened to the mentors? Is it because my generation or the people that are maybe a little bit younger are too stubborn and not vulnerable enough to say, "Hey, I need some help"? Is there two, more resources out there? Like instead of just walking into a gym and having someone in that gym toss you a whistle and say, "Okay, here's some drills you're running," you can go do it on YouTube. Like I, I feel like we're missing that. I'm I'd love to work with a young coach who's 18, 19, and at least share what i think i know and and hear what they have you know what i mean does my question make sense to you
0: uh absolutely I, I, and as a matter of fact uh you know i know that basketball can, or canada basketball does a great job and more now at the international level and uh you know teaching coaches how to coach you know the pnc program pncc program and um but over and above that I think i don't know if steve mentioned it but we've just created maybe it's been a year now in the making Uh, It's called a group, an organization called Basketball Coaches of Canada. And uh, it was spearheaded by Adam Wedlake, who is the director of uh, sports at uh, Manitoba. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And um, we've just, uh, we had someone working interim to do the legwork to try and get members for um, this this, uh, coaching association. One of the big top subjects is mentorship. As a matter of fact, we're trying to follow the uh, mentorship program that Alison McNeil out at BC uh, developed. And uh, I mean, Coaching Association of Women in Sport has a mentorship program, but as specifically for women, but there is not a whole lot. And we've just, as a matter of fact, just, okay, they've been having newsletters to try and encourage people to join. Mm-hmm. And one of the people happens to be Eddie Pomacella mm-hmm. and Eddie has done a lot of um, virtual and in-person clinics here in the Montreal and well in the Quebec area, and uh, he's he's a motivator too. He's he's very inspirational, but uh, his thing is also fundamentals, and we're trying to uh, get him to be a mentor. Uh, to say the I know that Steve has. Um, not sure how much he's involved, as I say it's in you know we're we're getting yeah. going. We've yeah. just lost the interim person because she had a full time job. Uh, they're still doing with the newsletters and uh, i I've had a big problem here in Quebec because I'm the only member from Quebec on the consultative committee that um, speaks french and if you want to do any stuff here in Quebec. Unfortunately, you, or fortunately, uh, you have to um, uh, do everything in the French language. So I've been translating their newsletters so that our people could have access to it. But our problem is we haven't reached our people. I have to work a little bit more closely with the Quebec Basketball Federation and see how I can get them to act to send out the information through their mailing lists, which are confidential in that sense. But uh, right. We're working on it yeah. and uh, it's coming, it's coming. And, well, do you need uh, a
1: West coast connection? Cause I, I add me to the mailing list. I'd love to be a part of it. And I'd love to spread the word. So if there's, I don't know what the boundaries are like, but I, you various, know,
0: I... the boundaries are, are good. I mean, uh, the, uh, I, the, some of the people that are on this committee, uh, we got Roy Rana who's with Sacramento Kings and now is in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Allison. we've got, uh, um, the girl that just got hired at uh, Toronto uh, Tatum Basketball Coaches of Canada. Just go online and you'll you'll see you'll, they'll give you a whole bunch of uh, uh, how to become a member and you know what what's coming up and and whatnot. I don't have it here in front of me, but oh. uh, it's uh, and it's as I say. And if you really wanted to speak to Adam Wedlake at uh, Sport Manitoba. Perfect. Or bas- Basketball Manitoba,
1: sorry. I'm, I'm looking at it right here. Basketballcoachesofcanada.ca. I will be yeah. linking in. I will be adding my name or whatever yeah, I can do. Yeah, please. As an advisory board, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll put a little link in, your, in the bio when, you're, when your episode comes out as well and try to get there more people go. involved. I think that's one thing I've taken away too was – Coaches of your vintage, let's say, uh, were always willing to go to program. I like
0: that. You know, I, she, I heard you telling Corbin how old I was. <laughs> age has, does not matter. I'm sorry. Okay? How, how active are you? I'm not active in basketball, but I'm an active in a whole bunch of things. And I'll got take it. you on any day one-on-one. <laughs>
1: hey, you just got to force me left, you know? It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I you're love it. You're eh,
0: listening, hey Corbin?
1: Yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. listening. Yeah, he's.
0: <laughs> That's quite a name. Where Where does the name come from?
1: So, uh, my first
0: name is just a mixture of my my mom and my dad. My mom is my mom's name is Cora. My dad's name is betty So, we just combined Cora and Benny, and just turned it Corbin. And And what nationality are you? Because I know you're not English. <laughs> <laughs> Filipino. I am. I am Filipino right. descent. Very good. Good people. Solid. Thank you. I'd like I like to think about
1: so as that. well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted to talk to me again or back to the show, or is this is this the intermission or what's happening here?
0: <laughs> oh I love dear. It.
1: So good. Let's keep going and talk about stepping into Dawson and what that was like. Always so impressed with the talent that you were able to bring in and recruit, even though you guys cheated and got an extra year in CJEP, but that's okay. We can look past that. Yeah. <laughs> but just you know the in, yeah, ti- in your time, any time there we
0: stepped out of uh, Quebec we'd meet the community colleges and all the community colleges were like 26 27 28 year olds you know so oh, whatever and it's um, true.
1: it's a difference no without yeah, question I mean when you yeah. you know you're playing against you know, Absolutely. know, like, uh, well, you got Kates at uh, Humber who's bringing in older guys and yeah, you've got, yeah. you know, 17 18 year olds. It is it is a difference, right? But, you know, you lead the team to nine titles, many national appearances, like CCA coach of the year. Talk about your growth and development in your time there. I know you had many fond memories um from that. We can leave 1998 out if you want. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> the uh you know the uh it was never easy. You always had a camera on you, um but as i as I keep coming back i I was always focused on what i I had to do and uh how I had to handle my players and so when we won all these things, it was just you know all the titles and honors and whatnot are just like, oh my goodness, you know uh are you guys for for real you know it um it just added it didn't add more pressure, it just said. People were looking more to me, and now the questions started as to how can you help me? How can you do this? How can you do that? And uh, I literally did camps like right across Quebec. I mean, I have been to every part of the part of the province. So you could possibly think of, uh, you know, I I I, uh, I did presentations in Manitoba in northern Manitoba. I did clinic for some high school in the middle of nowhere in Beaujolais. <laughs> I never got out west. It was too far. It was too expensive.
1: <laughs> Still is. But uh, yeah,
0: you know. But uh, even when I was out at nationals in uh, Nova Scotia with uh, with the exposure there of Richie being in Wolfville and Steve being in, uh, it was just it just snowballed. And uh, how you know I always found the time. I and maybe. You know, people say, well, you know, you don't have a family. I got a big family. Man. I got the biggest <laughs> family you could possibly think of. And, uh, uh, you know, my parents were good in that way. Uh, uh, they they never questioned what I was doing, you know. And, uh, and I, I'm very lucky because I now still live in my parents' home. It's yeah. a duplex, and I rent it out, and I do re- repairs, and I'm into uh, – you know, fixing uh, basement uh, walls, and, <laughs> and
1: another another aspect. So, while you were at Dawson, was that was that a full time position for you? Were you still? Nah, doing or, yeah, full I was gonna. Time. I was gonna say what coaching in time? Canada. Was a
0: stipend, <laughs> you know, like a thousand bucks. Oh, big deal. Five thousand bucks by the time I finished there. When I got to university, it was part time. <laughs> what People did I tell you, Corbs. Corbin?
1: Corbin, what did I tell you?
0: Do not believe that. Okay. <laughs> You got guys like uh, the guy at Carleton, you know, is making 125000 a year. And the guy at McGill is making 100000 a year. And uh, Roy Rana and the uh, guys in, the, in Ontario are making thousands of dollars. And I'm i i am barely making 30000 I mean, and that was, you know, we had to accomplish things on a part-time basis. Yeah. I mean, part-time in quotes. Yeah. It's... Uh,
1: We've had this conversation, Corbin and I have talked about that a lot. He's, a, he coaches our junior team here at our, at our high school. And, you know, said, have you ever thought about, you know, maybe coaching at the next level or giving it a try? And I said, like, I don't think people realize even in the PAC West, you know, what, what our coaches are getting paid at the CCA level. It's like, how do you juggle all of that? Right. And you've, you know, it's got to be a real commitment and then find a way to sort of financially succeed because, if you're a teacher, like I know, say Paul Eberhardt, I don't know if you've had, had the opportunity to meet Paul. Yeah. It's like, you know, every Friday he's got to take off or get a sub because he's got to travel with his team. Right. And so it's a juggle. It's, it's tough.
0: That's why, I mean, in a way it was good that I did become a consultant. Uh, and I did lose my voice uh, along the way because mm-hmm. uh, I now was working in an office and I just worked, you know, nine to eight to five. And then I could coach at night. I mean, it was, uh, it, it's, it's a commitment. I mean, at one point, I still wasn't coaching guys. I was doing three teams at the same time. I was doing my high school team. I was doing a CJP team and I was doing university, Sir George Williams University. I would go from 3.30 to 5 with my high school team, from 6 to 8 with my CJEP team, or 6 to 7.30 with my CJEP team, and 8 to 10 with my Sir George team. Um, you know, that's called rocks in your head. <laughs> um it's like oh wait a minute you know so time you can only
1: say you have a big heart so many times right and then it's just rocks in the head yeah
0: yeah exactly you know it's <laughs> um it, it, it's management of time uh when i was at ucam i was still i was still working um and so yeah i i put in a, an 8 30 to 4 day and then prepare for my practice at night
1: mm. and i mean
0: we did have some morning practices at seven so it's time management. It's uh, it's uh, not being afraid to work hard. If you're not afraid to work hard, so you know, you know, and it's a. I mean, it's a commitment to the game, but it's a commitment to yourself.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No. Well said. A commitment to the game, but a commitment to yourself. Yeah. Where does your heart lie? And that's that's great. How did you know? UCAM was the time. Um, Did you want a new challenge? Uh, No, as a matter of fact. Someone come calling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, I cried when I left Champlain. I cried when I left Dawson. (laughs) We had done well. There was no reason for me to leave Dawson. We were doing well. We were successful. The people loved me. We had academics involved. Uh, We had uh, study sessions. You had everything. And the athletic director, uh, was a woman, <laughs> interesting enough. And it, she, she says, look, can, can, I, can we talk? And I said, sure, you know. She says, look, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, would you be interested in starting up a program here with our men's team? You've been coming, you've been highly recommended. One of the sports coordinator was the um, executive director of Basketball Quebec, Danielle Mittat. He recommended that they recruit me. And so a big decision had to be made. And I thought, okay, an opportunity of a lifetime. I was never going to coach at Bishops or McGill or Concordia. I mean, John Doerr, uh, Eddie at Bishops, uh, Bruce, uh, Butch, Butch Staples at McGill. There is no way I'm going to be knocking these guys off. And here's an opportunity to coach at the university level. And again, It's like okay, yeah. I had to prove myself the first two years. It was like we had two guys who learned how to play, who knew how to play. Uh, We took them literally off the street and said, "You go to UCam. Oh, good. You play basketball? Sure, come on." And uh, so it took it took me four years to build a team. And sure enough, in the fifth year, um, we went provincials again. And uh, wow, it was like okay. Uh, And I had to I had to make the big decision to leave Dawson, which as I say, I cried. I, uh, I literally, it was a tough, tough decision, but in the end, it turned out to be the best.
1: And again, you know, with that, going back to kind of what you're, you've, you haven't said them directly, but your value system and what you want and and knowing that it's got to come with some hard work and talk about that. I mean, not, we haven't had a coach on here who's started a program. We've had some that have come into a younger program, but what was that like and how was it and how did the community support it? What was your focus going in? Um, other than obviously, you know, getting as many players as you could, you must've felt overwhelmed at times with the amount of things that you had to check off on a daily basis.
0: It was, uh, you know, it's like, Okay, I had I knew how to, uh, you know, videotape and have the guys watch videos and stuff like that. But now it was like, oh, I've got a trainer. uh, I've got a sports uh, therapist. I've got uh, access to all these. uh, uh, I call them incidentals and not incidentals. They're very important (laughs) people to me. And um, I have to say the uh, politic department at UCAM was like fully, fully supportive of what I did. I told them, I says, look, it's going to take me five years to build. I'm, I, I, there's no other way around it. And uh, the word got out from the players at Dawson and the players, because uh, a lot of my players from Dawson were Haitians and the Haitian community was very bilingual. And so uh, the guys at Dawson were a lot of Francophones who, spoke, who were very bilingual, who gave the message. And uh, I mean, the, the the Haitian community and the Trinidad Tobago community, they were all bilingual and for them to play at the university level in a French environment was uh, was a challenge to them. It wasn't easy, you know, because yeah, in the first two, I think the first year we won one game, uh, but that was enough to get us going. And then after that, uh, the popularity, uh, the, the gymnasium uh, was refurbished and everything and uh, the community the Montreal community, Montreal North community and the South Shore came to a lot of our games and found it was exciting uh, because we played up-tempo. I never, I, you know, I, I I didn't believe in zone defenses or anything like that. I, I used them, uh, but I we played a lot of pressure D and so we created a lot of turnovers. And uh, all of a sudden, we're playing against, you know, UQTR, University of Quebec in Trois-Rivières and Laval, uh, Jacques Payment is great, great coach. Um, You know, we're creating upsets along the way and all of a sudden we've got a following. So it's a combination, you know, you can't really pinpoint it on one thing. It's a combination Hmm. of a whole bunch of things. And then the assistant coaches that I had were just awesome. Uh, One was a physiotherapist. uh, I'm still in touch with him, Carlo Galli. And then McGill uh, let go of Nevio Marzinato. He was at McGill for a number of years and for whatever reason, uh, he was like, "Go." and uh, I said, "Nev, uh, why don't you come help me out?" And I mean, talk about a great asset and, and people like the way I treated the athletes for and a good example. I, I mean, it's 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 sexist in a sense, but hmm. of course, media played on it. It's like, you know, well, what do you do when you go into the locker room?" I well, I gotta feel the pulse of the guys after a win or a loss, but my assistant coaches go in first, uh, make sure everybody's uh, um uh, decent and then i would go in afterwards i mean i that was the way i had to approach it you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know i'd say something uh guys close your eyes i'm coming in you know um you missed that eh? that's all right all right <laughs> no, i got
1: it i got it. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, i got dear.
0: it <laughs> oh dear <laughs> okay
1: don't worry the, uh, i got my coffee it's still only before uh, oh there you go only hey, before you're, 11 here. Than me. you're using yeah, yeah. my lunch
0: hour jeez um <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And sure enough, when we won our first Provincials, well, that was it. I mean, the place went bananas. And then we won the second one in Laval, which is a very French uh, city. And uh, they, they, the crowd was, like, unbelievable. It, uh, you know, so we brought in the people who supported us. And, of course, you make money and you, you sell and you do camps all over and you expose that's what the university the department of athletics really enjoyed about the exposure that they were getting and of course new students coming in et cetera and it just like snowballs
1: yeah that must have been a fun experience in the end like as as hard as it was in the start to see where it went
0: yeah absolutely and the only reason I left is uh my health started to take a bit of a turn uh, I had back problems uh you know i had i had a knee replacement. Uh, and, uh, so standing up and getting up with the mm-hmm. guys and, you know, I, would still get in there, you know, I'd be boxing out my big, my big guys, my six eights and my seven footers yep. and, uh, you know, using my elbows with them. And, uh, it took a toll,
1: Yeah, no <laughs> but doubt.
0: I don't regret not one iota, not one,
1: mm-hmm. you know, when you look back on it all, did you ever imagine it would take you this far hall of fames? And, no, no, it's yeah, just crazy, not. right?
0: no no, like really uh, Hall of such Fame a simple like, game
1: to all that yeah yeah I
0: know it's my fat fe- my my brothers and sisters uh, were all there uh, the tributes poured in left and right jeez uh, it's like well I am I am writing I'm trying to write a book yes uh, yeah it's called welcome to my basketball world um, and uh, based on Dean Smith's uh, Dean Dean Martin's song you know welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. So uh, you know, and uh, there's quotes along the way, there's stories along the way, and there's uh tributes from players. And I, I mean, as I say, I'm still in I'm still in contact with two of my players from high school who are now in Florida and have their families, etc. I'm still in touch with uh, the guys from Dawson uh, Prosper and Mario and uh, you name them uh, mm-hmm. and the guys, well, you I mean, it's uh, it's still a close knit family family. And that's what it is, is we were so close knit. You couldn't use a knife to slice us. <laughs> you know, it was like, we were so important to one another that uh, if anybody tried to, uh, to take on anybody, it was like, there's no contest here, guys.
1: Isn't that the great part? It's like the, you know, when you're caught up in it and you're in those seasons and trying to make runs and win games and the winning is great. But when it, when it comes down to it in the end, it's about those relationships and connections and the fun times. Like I, you know, when we get the opportunity to go out with old Langara guys or whoever it may be, high school guys, you know, we're not talking about, oh, remember this game. It's, oh, remember what happened in this practice or remember this road trip we got to go on or remember when coach lost their mind here. It's just, that's really what it's all about and exactly what you're touching on.
0: It's interesting. Uh, I, I just give you a good example. Uh, mm-hmm. One kid that was on this eighty-one championship team at Saint Lambert, he has a, a kid with Down syndrome, and um, who loves the game. And uh, uh, I'm in touch with him, and uh, I'm involved as a an executor of an, of an estate that has a considerable amount of money, and is able to give money back to the uh, Down syndrome association nearby. You know, and and the kid is just like, you know. Uh, he 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 just gra imagine the kid's 26 and just graduated from uh, adult ed uh, courses mm-hmm. you know stuff like that that's you know i mean 25 years ago i would have never thought you know let alone 48 years
1: yeah i think it i think it just says a lot about you though
0: well as i say and the players i mean that's the type of players that were recruited and that's the type of players that bought into my system And uh, bought into our system because it became their system as well. Right. And uh, you can't replace that. I mean, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. My my younger sister used to live in Tucson, Arizona. I'm in the airport waiting, coming back to Montreal just for a visit. And from the other end of the corner, (laughs) the airport, hey, coach! (laughs) My sister just about flipped out. She says, come on, we're in Vienna. (laughs) I mean get out of here, you know? Yeah. Um, and my sister says, no, it's not possible. <laughs> not possible. <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, you can't replace that. I'm sorry.
1: No, I love it. Very well said. Can you just talk before we get into maybe some sort of reflective and questions to end the show, just talk about, you know, at the very beginning you you said, you know, we'll get into a bit, but where do you see um, basketball you know, in our country, what, what is it that you're liking and what would you like to see more of and not to put you on the spot, but I know you're not, you know, you've got lots of thoughts and, and opinions and reflections, and I'd love to hear them and tap uh, into your brain a little bit while we can.
0: Well, I think, uh, first of all, on the women's side, I think there needs to be a little bit more exposure. I mean, we're almost the best kept secret. You know, our women are can, playing you, say that that, to-
1: can you say that again for the people in yeah, the back?
0: Our, our, our <laughs> women are the best, our women's program be it whatever level, is the best kept secret. I mean, we just don't get the publicity. We don't get the uh, the sponsorships. We Like, we get them, but it's not, you know, there's no way. And I understand the explosiveness of the game of the men and, and um, you know, the NBA and NCAA and all that jazz. But the women, I mean, here our women are in Tokyo, and um, they, they did a bit of a survey as to how many people were watching. And it was like in the 30%, you know, and I'm saying to myself, you know, to watch a player like Kia Nurse, you know, do a thing for Collar—I—I I can't get all the names. I'm not good with names. It's—it's uh, it's sad. Uh, this Lisa Tom Tom Tomates is—is an unbelievable coach. I'm just finding out through Basketball Coaches of Canada all about Alison McNeil and her story. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, and uh, we just don't have enough exposure. The Basketball Canada is doing is, you know, really highlighting the professional game. And yeah, the professional game is important, but I, I, I'm i turned off now with the NBA. It's like, okay, give it to so-and-so, one pass, one screen, use the screen, and nobody plays defense, and then they play defense in the playoffs. And uh, you listen to the announcers and it's the biggest thing in the world. The uh, But... <laughs> You watch the girls' game, and I I know the girls' game is not exciting because it is more of a team play. Well, I shouldn't say more of a team play because the men play a team game, but it's uh, not as explosive, and there's a lot, a little bit more strategy uh, involved. So, uh, and something you mentioned, this whole thing about mentorship and bringing coaches along. I mean, I look at the numerous number of programs we have here in Quebec. It's a new program called Spalidite. Uh, uh, study sport sports studies and um, it's in the high schools mostly predominantly French high schools and uh, they pay their coaches a little bit more it's not the phys ed teacher it is a hired coach and uh, they focus on on uh, they do school from eight to one and then they have a basketball program five days a week two hours in the gym and uh, it is mushroomed when I started when I, when I was with the Basketball Federation, we had about 25 uh, high schools involved. Now it's up to 50 plus. Mm. And uh, that's like, that's great. You know, I mean, why aren't all people doing that? We hear about a lot about the prep schools. Everybody's into the prep schools and uh, putting kids on in NCAA and uh, in the NBA. I mean, Kareem Martin, who's just been moved to Minnesota Timberwolves, You know, the kid is nineteen years old, you know. Yeah, okay, he has a dream. I don't wouldn't want to take that away from him, but that's what we're promoting as opposed to promoting the good stuff that is being done at the high schools and, and in Quebec at the CGIP levels, um, and uh, I mean the number of recruiters that come up to Montreal—not with the pandemic—but it's just incredible. And yes, good, you know, but we only hear about the ones that go to D one, you know, big deal. And oh yeah, the 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 junior junior colleges, but nobody knows. About the guy who went through four years of junior college and ended up playing one year D one, and he's he's a bit of a success. He's a success. Do you hear about the girls? Uh, No, Mm -hmm. you know it's just starting. It's just starting. I I, in Quebec, it's just starting. They're starting to uh, highlight this guy uh, Peter Yiannopoulos, who's on uh, RDS. He, uh, you know, he's starting to put a lot people on limelight. And again, it's mostly men, you know, they're fine, you know, but uh, there are there are there's a lot of good basketball been played the last, I would say, 15 years. It's mushroom and it can mushroom even more. And we just need to give them opportunities and help the coaches make their programs a lot more viable and not just, okay the little local high school club team that does their thing, you know. Oh, I agree. And make these
1: opportunities available
0: to people and tell them, listen, we'll help you out, you know, yeah. we'll help you out along the way.
1: No, I, that's, I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. We're kind of in the same situation here, losing more and more high school coaches and, and we have um, way more clubs um, than we ever have, which is, which is fine and all, but there's a whole bunch of other things that we need to do to continue to, to grow the game. And, and you're right. Just and be better at promoting it. And we've had, We've had Kim Smith on the show. We had Teresa Kleindienst. We've had Ace Koenig. You know, they all say the same thing. Just give us some exposure. Things like this podcast, things like a post on Instagram, like giving us an opportunity to speak our voice and be heard and seen. It just goes a long way, right?
0: Aaron, I never heard of you guys. Podcast. I can't even (laughs) pronounce it. Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, who the hell are you guys, you know? <laughs> no, seriously. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Steve sort of said, oh, you know, uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. How, how many people do
1: know about you? Right now we have 42,000 downloads in 64 wow. episodes. So we're getting there, right? We're getting Good. there. Yeah, Okay, but and, you're,
0: you're also the best kept secret. I never heard of you. And I'm well, sure the people in Quebec have never heard of you.
1: We will once we get you.
0: But you also, you know... And I hate to bring it up because, I I mean, I do not like the whole French situation here, okay? Mm. It's getting to be a bit ridiculous. But Mm. more and more, uh, I mean, if you talk to a guy like Mario, you talk to a guy, they're bilingual. They are so good at both languages, you know? I learned the language the hard way, but it was like by osmosis, if you want. Uh, And, uh, you know, I mean the whole thing with the governor general, not being able to speak French. I mean, she wants to learn at 73. She wants to learn. Mm-hmm. So it's again, yes, we got, we got, we, we got to have goals. we got to spread our knowledge and we've got to be motivated in what we're doing. And, and if we do that, and because we have, we love the game, like the people on this uh, basketball coaches of Canada, they love the people they're doing it for nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. That's the other dilemma. How many people go into the profession or the career or try a career because there's no money? Come on. I mean, yeah, like I, I did. I worked all day and then coached at night. You know, that's not that's not how it should be. You yeah. know, I'm at the university level. And how many university coaches are being paid? the One hundred twenty five thousand and one hundred fifty thousand a year. As opposed to uh, I think Mario's making sixty thousand, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like it's unfair, but the sponsorships, that's the other thing, they're just starting to talk about CEBL here in Montreal. It looks like a team's gonna going to be formed. We're talking about money. Now we're talking about sponsorships. Uh, sponsorships are easy to get seem to be easier to get in Toronto and Ontario, but here in Quebec, oh gosh, it's hockey, hockey, hockey. I mean uh you know yeah and I love the game I love hockey sorry I'm a Canadians nope. fan uh true and true
1: yeah yeah no and, and you make it's a great point in terms of and if you don't make 60 it, maybe you make 85 but then you got to teach three or four courses at the university that you teach yes. at right like it's yes. not it's not you're not getting paid to just simply coach the game and
0: no, um, no exactly you
1: know, we had Chris Oliver on the show too and he talked about his experience and just sort of you know begging his university to say why why are kids paying an athletic fee they play sports for our school like what yeah. why do they have to give a student card to get a basketball you know it's like they're they're representing our our institution on a bigger good level. point
0: yeah excellent yeah i love chris i love i follow his uh his uh everything he does on um basketball coaches and no oh, he's phenomenal website. Yeah, does a great job. You know, it's like, oh, I can take this idea. Oh, I can take this idea. I'll pass this idea on to uh, Mario. And Mario, did you see that? I have this kid who uh, just finished a master's degree in psychology at the University of uh, London or Le- Leeds in London. And uh, he's into sports psychology. And I says, hey, I got, you know, I this guy is talking about this. Are you interested? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're just willing to learn.
1: Yeah. No, it's good. Thank you for that. That's a great answer. Let's get some fun questions, and then we can get you back to uh, what <laughs> it is you're doing. Sound good?
0: I, I love it. If it's going to make us laugh, let's go for it.
1: When I say to you, ketchup on macaroni, what's the first thing that comes <laughs> to your mind when you, when you hear that? Macaroni
0: and cheese. Don't kill it. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. but. I love that one. By the way, I said to myself, "There's no way." You know. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, uh, of course. Add a few
0: vegetables if you want, but not ketchup. Ketchup goes on hot dogs and hamburgers.
1: Preach, preach. Corbin and I were with you on that. We All feel right.
0: that. Way to go, Corbin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you've already mentioned a, a you know a John Wooden quote. Is there a book that to you that sticks out over your time that that you've stuck with, or um, are you do you find yeah, yourself I being do- much agreeable? Agree? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, Dean Smith, uh, the late Dean Smith, Al McGuire, um, they all wrote books. And uh, Dean Dean Smith on his uh, different defenses. As a matter of fact, one day we were coming back from Uruguay with uh, the men's national team. They had just won a berth to the 88 Olympics. And, uh, oh, gosh, he just had his name on the tip of my tongue. And uh, Rick Fox was on the plane. Okay. And I said, right, Eric, I gotta sit down with you and find out all about Dean Smith and his defenses and tell me what how you do it. It's like mind-boggling, you know, it's 31, 42, 53, 62, 75. And they knew exactly what each defense meant and how to do it. And wow. Uh it was like, you know, and then uh she's Scotty Bowman. I know he's basketball, but um it's uh he used to say, even at the professional level, um, you have to teach the fundamentals, and we, we've gone away from that. We want we want everybody to play and play more games and play more games. But uh, they, he he always said, teach the game. I, I mean, I'm going back as far as Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin used to say, uh, "How does it go? Tell me, and I forget. Teach me, and I remember. Involve me, and I will learn." And I I, I think that's so important to you know to move on and then everything that Jack Donahue, I mean, Jack Donahue used to send letters to each of his players when we were, when I was at the National Day, and they're all motivational talks telling him how good he was or what he needed to focus on. And I'm with you. And it's like, I mean, I would jump off a bridge if he told me to jump off a bridge. You know, I mean, that's not, it's not in the negative sense, uh, you know, people would say, well, yeah, go ahead, you know, because you, now you get into the cults and whatnot. It
1: was just different with him.
0: Yeah. It was like, yeah. it was so touch, It was so personal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, those are the ones that come to mind right off the bat, you know, yeah. um,
1: that's great. Love uh, there's
0: that. no such thing as hard work uh, or enthusiasm can replace anything, you know, and motivation is motivation comes from within, uh, and uh, you can't teach me how to motivate. You have to motivate me. Good stuff. Yeah. No. As I say, I, uh, that's part of my book. Each chapter will have a a, a quote uh, of one of the things. When I was I got a um, uh, I was given a prize from the city of Montreal for community uh, involvement and leadership qualities. Whatever. It's called the uh, Therese Davio uh, Trophy. And what they did is they gave me this huge, I mean, size of a huge window uh, mm-hmm. painting. And it's, a, it's just a book. I'm saying, I look at this book. And I think it's when I got it, it was like, okay, I have a book. And it's like, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like a big Bible, but it's not, it's just a book. And basically your life is a chapter and uh, you move on from chapter to chapter. And, uh, I don't know how the quote goes, but it's basically as you turn the page, you're into a new aspect in your life, which is like, that's, that's what cool. coaching that's cool. is all about. You know, is take an opportunity. You get it. It opens a new door. Oh, take the door and run with it.
1: Excellent. Who have been some of the most important people in your life up to this point?
0: Interesting. There's been too many. Mm. Uh, the list it's funny is long. you talked
1: about chapters because you know, with the expansion of the show, I really love this response. And, you know, everybody usually goes, you know, with family, but they're also in that reflection. It's depending on the chapter in your life, like the, you know, who you needed during those just after high school times were the most important yeah. as he moved to Lambert, most important, Jack Donnie, you know, so it's just interesting that you just talked about that chapter thing. And then when you think about people that come and go out of your life, it kind of is relative as well.
0: In each chapter, there's somebody there's mm-hmm. the high school it's my phys ed teacher uh this this chaplain who followed my career his brother used to war, uh, uh, write for hockey news which is interesting oh, no so his his interest in sport and he just followed me all through my career you know uh, all the way and it was always you know what are your guys doing now what are your guys do? let's get them together uh we delivered christmas baskets for over 600 christmas baskets every year at uh, saint gabriel's which is a Uh, uh, a church in the uh, Point St. Charles is one of the poorest areas. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, it opened the the guy's eyes to, oh, boy, you know, we're lucky. And here's a good story. Uh, I I, I won't name him, but he's now a cop here in Montreal. And um, when I was recruiting him, I went to meet his mom, Haitian kid, and uh, he says, "Coach, uh, you want something to drink?" I said, "Sure." Well, I says, oh, "Just a glass of water." He opened the fridge, and in the fridge, I'm serious, there are two bottles of water, okay, one orange juice, and that was it. Well, are you serious? This is a six foot eight kid who is trying to make the Dawson team, and he's got to live on rations. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to Father Jerry. I say, Father, uh, can you? spring a basket for this, this family. He says, Oh, absolutely. we talk to the people. They'll bring in food for him. And we we'll, guy was set up for the rest of his career at uh, UCAM mm-hmm. uh, at Dawson, you know, it's like, so father Jerry, you know, may you rest in peace was major, major influence. I mean, I, we painted lines in a parish hall, the senior citizens benefited. We played the senior citizens <laughs> in the folk group, you know, <laughs> you know, and then again, Eddie, for starting me off with the guys, Richie Spears being, Richie Spears loved this game so much. He got married on the court at Centre Court at Dawson, and that night we took off with the women's Quebec team to Laurentian to play an exhibition game. That was his honeymoon. <laughs> I mean, come wow. on, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, Jack Donahue and this this fellow who hired me at um, Champlain gave me my really my first opportunity to work with, Uh, cgip age kids he has also passed on you know andrew leblanc but to this day it's like these guys are still vivid in my mind and that's i think what people have to realize is there are people in your entourage that can make a difference with you just you know don't be afraid to work with them
1: throw yourself out there a bit love it Ask the questions. Yeah, be vulnerable and say, "Hey, can I come to your practice?" And you never know what'll yeah. happen, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. You yeah, know, just
1: a quick email.
0: Yeah.
1: Worst they say is sorry, <laughs> and you're Close right where practice. you were, and you're right where you were anyways. So
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. You haven't gone better.
1: If you had a choice to go to one concert, you got the best seat in the house, or a couple shows. Is there anyone? Are you a big music person or no?
0: I'm a big classical person. Would you believe it's the only thing that quiet, means, quiet me? Quiet, <laughs> quiet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love this guy Andre Ryu, But I mean, it's uh, good thing they're I, good
1: thing you retired, or your players might have started playing it on the bench after they oh heard gosh, that. Yeah, yeah. Listen,
0: you learn <laughs> when we used to travel. We used to we were allowed to have these Vinnie, Vinnie, mini vans Uh yeah. You're getting. I've been talking to you for too long.
1: Yeah, retiring uh, out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and uh, they'd play their you know rap and their B and B and whatnot. And R&B. I, learned, I learned how to. I learned how to tone it down. You know, it's like, I didn't hear it anymore because it happens with my, my nephews, you know, it's like they're listening to whatever. And I'm saying, and my sister, my sister who travels now with me quite a bit says, how can you listen to that stuff? I says, what stuff? (laughs) You know, I went to an Elton John concert in Norway with McGill men's basketball team. And that was big thrill, but it's not, it's not my thing. Mm
1: -hmm. I'd rather
0: go to a good movie. And even then, I'm a person that does things here, right here. Like, you know, I'm helping this 93 mm-hmm. year old woman. Uh, you know, we helped her move from one place to another place. Uh, you know, I've been helping these uh, food banks uh, in our area and stuff like that. We're holding a garage sale. Want to come to a garage sale? Uh, I've got five families that have given me stuff and said, Olga, take care of the cats, you know, the local cats, uh, the strays. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to, uh, unless I'm listening to uh, a bit of classical. And it's like, once or twice in the car, uh, sometimes at home, but no, I don't have time for that.
1: Fair enough. If you do have a movie night for yourself, what, and you you know, you, you need a snack at the movie, or if you are into <laughs> chips, what bag of chips are you getting? <laughs> lays. Plain?
0: L-A-Y-S, Lays. But I'm into popcorn.
1: Plain Lays?
0: Yeah, yeah, plain Lays. Why soup why it up? Have you,
1: know? you, have you come across Rich Chambers? No. Okay. I know who nice. he is. Yeah, he was my high school coach. Okay. And so we had him an episode. He's the only other person to say plain lays. So congratulations! You're now in the plain All lays right. hall you of fame. You have to tell him. Yeah.
0: Say, way to go, guy. Good choice.
1: I, I will. I will.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a, I, I do. It's funny, eh? The name. I mean, uh, I, I've met so many people. The name clicks in my mind as to somebody I mm-hmm. I could have come across. But tell him, way to good choice.
1: I will. I'll let him know. Um, a okay. couple more questions. In your mind, who's who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Oh boy! Oof.
0: I think it's a toss-up between Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant.
1: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's it. You're gonna leave it at I, that.
0: I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. I mean, uh, we—I was with well, who was it? it? Was it was either Champlain or Dawson? We went to uh, we were at the Boston Gardens, and I wrote for tickets to go see a Boston Celtics game with the guys and. Uh, They said, "Okay, no problem. And when we got there, something got screwed up. And so they said, well, since you're from Montreal, we're going to put you on the on the floor with the photographers. And that's when I got to meet Michael Jordan. I mean, he did a spin dribble in front of me. I didn't see it. You know, it was when I thought, oh, athletic prowess, like unbelievable. And then Kobe Bryant, you know, and of course, Steve Nash is a point guard he just made phenomenal plays and a lot of my guys used to follow his uh, his uh, his pattern you know mm-hmm. now it's uh, there's too, there's so many of them now it's like yep. you know i think you can have your pick and choose
1: Absolutely. No coach, no former coach likes to answer this one. So we'll reframe it. So we're not going to ask you who the best players you've coached are, because I know coaches are always conscious and worried about maybe leaving someone out. So if you want to answer that, we'll leave that with you. But maybe who are some of the best players you've coached against that stick out in your mind where you were going? Oh,
0: Randy Randy there you go. Knorr, oh, sorry. That kick. didn't
1: take, that didn't take long. Hey, <laughs> oh,
0: I could kick. <laughs> I detested how good he was. This guy was good. That's the guy whose name. St- and then the other one was Dave Zanatta. I mean, Dave Zanatta did. This is how Dave Zanatta came into being at uh, at Champlain. My assistant coach was a six foot eight guy who had gone to Laurentian and knew about the Zanatta family. And Dave Zanatta flunked out of university. It was Lakehead? I'm not sure. He needed a couple of credits at that time we were still allowed and so he asked Stan to bring him could he get some credits in Quebec and then go back and play for the university and he came to us I, I thought he was a janitor when he got off the plane he was just this one bag with his scraggly uh, beard and uh, this was Dave Zanetta. and Dave Zanetta could uh, light up the basket left right up down okay the three-point line had not been instituted yet at the cjp level he scored 48 points in the winning to help us win a championship game and he was the most unselfish player on the floor wow so uh i would say though you know against uh, I, I i remember your name aaron sir but yeah i'm sorry <laughs> Randy Norris sticks more in my mind than anything
1: it's because he got you tw- that's because he got you twice
0: yeah, exactly. only Kevin Hanson. Kevin Hansen, I have a lot of respect for, but boy, when we were up against him, I knew it was going to be a battle to the t- to the nth degree. <laughs> he was something else. Love he it. Started, I'm still on. My sister just walked in, and
1: she she. I won't bother you. Yeah, I know she won't bother me. She's still rambling. We haven't got rid of her yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice guy eh?
1: <laughs> two more questions for you, you. know that
0: it took two, uh, almost an hour to get this 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 thing going oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways let, well, let, me t- going. T- a different
1: let us tell you it was it was beyond well worth the wait all right so yeah
0: you made my day with my sister she now likes me
1: good perfect uh, before before we ask you one more, Cor- Corbin wants to know what are some classical choices that you have. He, he's he's a big music guy. You said you like classical music.
0: Very interested. Yeah, uh, any of the polkas, any of the Strauss uh-huh. waltzes. Ooh, oh yes. gosh, um, I, I don't know titles. I just know the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. but any of his waltzes. I mean, some of his productions on Facebook are just amazing. Uh I don't know how the guy does it. He must have a lot of money. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, uh, like Zorba the Greek, some of the, they brought in uh some of the Mexican uh music, uh, uh Argentina. I mean, I, I could go on and on. I just you are catching me off guard here because uh I I just love every a lot of the things. And there's some I don't, you know, it's just uh it's just music, but um, yep. yeah, yeah. They're, they're the waltzes are, are the big ones. When I used to travel a lot with one of my friends, and um, we'd put on, he he was, he loved classical music, and we'd play it, and uh, that's where I fell in love with it. Uh, it's just uh, so relaxing.
1: Mm-hmm. Love it. Last question. Thank you for your time. This has been amazing. It's so <laughs> good to see your face, like how energetic you still are, and happy, and and just like a, just a ball of fire, which is amazing my of, age.
0: Yes, our corbin at my age. Uh, ha, no, 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 no. Not no.
1: at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. You know, you've had some time, you've been retired for a bit. You know, upon reflection, the question that we'd like to end is uh if you could do it all again, you would what?
0: Absolutely do it all again. From the start. Love it. Yeah, fr- from the start. It's uh um, because it was so much a part of me and a, and a part of the this love that I had for the game uh and then knowing the repercussions and the friendships that I've absolutely, I'd do it all again. And I'd probably have to change a few things, you know, uh, as we went along. But no, uh, uh, I would do it again. Love it. I find a way to find those motivating people. And there are many out there. It's just that, again, we don't know
1: much about them. Love it. Thank you so much. Now that we've cracked into, uh, Montreal, you've got to let me know some other guests we can get on here and Eddie
0: Pomacala. Their... You gotta get, get a hold of Eddie keller
1: Can you connect us well after the show, send us an email, yeah. let us know how we do that. Any last reflections before we let you go?
0: No, I love you. I like what you're doing, uh Aaron. I could still kick your ass. Um because <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, you know, this big guy underneath, you know, that did this thing. And uh
1: Do you want to know? No, we won't talk about it.
0: (laughs) Just give me one example. Come on.
1: I had 37 and 12 in the 98 national final on you guys.
0: (laughs) Now I really don't like you. <laughs>
1: you know what it is? It's because my hairline. You probably don't even recognize me. I've aged so poorly. No, you're you're doing no. so well. I've aged so poorly since 1998. You're like I don't even yeah, know who no, this guy no. is. I,
0: I, 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 that's the first thing I remarked. I says the face looks familiar, but the hair is different. And I went that's back great. to my pictures. I went back to my old pictures and said, "Oh yeah, that's the guy." Eh? I didn't realize he did that
1: well. Way to go, Corbin. I told you. I told you she'd roast me,
0: Corbin. What do you do? Right now, I'm a uh, biochemistry student in university, and uh, I'm uh, just coaching. A biochemistry student at which university?
1: Uh, Simon Fraser. Oh, okay. We're trying in to get mountain. him. Cra- we're trying to see if he's crazy enough to get into this teaching craft.
0: There you go. At biochemistry. Mm-hmm. Hey, what a... Uh, was nope, my, I was my I I almost went into honors chemistry. Basketball kept me away.
1: It's good. Yeah. You made the right choice. Nice There's meeting you,
0: Corbin. I wish I could. have see your face a little bit better there you go, there you go. There yeah is. all right Filipino <laughs> little penal on top of that good stuff
1: <laughs> thank you so much thank and you. thanks for not making fun of uh his bed and how it's not made very well episode 67 with an absolute legend don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode